How are y'all doing tonight? Oh yeah, there it is. I hope y'all are. I hope y'all are doing well, everybody. My name is Blake. Um, look, we're glad. We're so glad you're here tonight. Uh, really quick, who had homecoming this past week? Who's had homecoming? Was it Great Bridge, Grassfield, Hickory? Oh, boo! Who goes to Grassfield? Grassfield, Grassfield's where it's at. The rest of y'all, I hope you, uh, hope you do well and all. But hey, hey, listen up! I am, I'm glad, I'm glad that we get to hang out tonight, y'all. We are actually continuing this series um, called Relationship Goals. And before we get into the, get into that, I'm going to say a quick prayer for us, and then we're going to talk a little bit tonight about engagement. So, if you would, would you pray with me? Um, and, and also, right now is a great time, if, you're, if you know, kind of like me, where your phone is a distraction, now is a great time to put that, look, I see y'all pointing at everybody. Yeah, now's a great time, put it away, don't let that be a distraction tonight. Um, I, I want y'all to hear um, from God's word here tonight. All right, I'm going to pray for us. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for Every person that you brought in this room tonight, Lord, we believe and know that nobody is here tonight by accident. We know that you have spoken to us in your word, and tonight we have the awesome privilege to open it up, God. So I pray that all distraction would, would, would be removed. I pray, Lord, that you would open our hearts, that you would allow us to hear your truth, allow us, Lord, to be changed by it, allow us to know you, uh, and allow us, Lord, to, to live for you. Thank you so much, Jesus, for what you've done for us, for living the life we couldn't live, and for dying on the cross uh, to save us. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so if you've been with us uh, these past few weeks, we've been talking, we've been talking about relationships. We've been talking about uh, singleness. What, what does singleness look like? Uh, we've been talking about dating. Who was here? Who was here last time we met? All right, last time we met, Eve spoke to us about what dating is, and we were talking about what the purpose of dating is, and we talked about how, man, you know, dating is one of those things that is actually a lot different. Um, it's a lot different than what our world says it is, and we should we should do it in a very different way than what our world says it is. We talked about the purpose of dating is really, is really just to find, a, to find a spouse. We talked about when we should date, right? We talked about how dating is for a, a season of life when we're ready to be married. It's funny, I heard this, I heard this story about it. Uh, this guy was saying, you know, dating before we're ready to be married it's like going shopping without any money. Either you're going to take something that doesn't belong to you, or you're going to leave frustrated. Now, I'm sure for a lot of us in here, if, if, we've, if we've done that, uh, we've probably felt some of that. We've probably gone through some hard, hard things, or at least I can say this, you know, you know people who have. Before we talk about this, though, I, I want y'all to know something. I, I want y'all to know our heart for y'all. I want y'all to know what it is that we truly want for y'all. Like, every time we get here and we get to open up God's word, our desire for you 
is not that you would just go out and, and be a really good person. Like our, our desire for you is not that you would learn some cool church things and then go and, and be a pretty average moral person. Like that's not, that's not our desire for you. Our heart's desire for y'all is that you would know that you would know God. That you would know the one who created you. That you would know the one who gave his only son for us. All of us, I don't know if you know this, I don't know what y'all came in here with uh, tonight. I don't know if tonight's your first time here and this is just a weird environment for you. I don't know if you're here and you have stuff going on right now that's just all your mind is thinking about is what's happening in school or what's happening with this person or what's going on with this relationship or maybe what's going on in your family. I, I don't know. I don't know where you're at. But what I do know, I do know is that Jesus loves us. That God, despite our sinfulness, despite all of us in this room, including myself, despite our failing, despite us sinning against the King of Kings, the one who made us, despite all of that, and despite us having no way for us to earn God's love and to earn God's favor, the Bible says that God has mercy on us, that God desires to rescue you and me from our sins and from the punishment of sin, which is what we, we deserve. The Bible says that you and me, because of our sin, we've been separated from God and we, we have death, physical death, spiritual death, the place we call hell, all of that, the effects of sin. But the good news, the best news ever, the best news ever is that Jesus came to earth to rescue us. He lived the sinless life that we could not live. You and I, I don't know if you know this, if you try to be a good person, uh, I, I, I try, but no matter what, we fail. Anybody else? Anybody else fail? We fail. We fail. And so Jesus lived a, a perfect life for us. He died on the cross to take the punishment for sins that we deserve and now he rose from the dead, as we know. He's not a dead God. Jesus is, a, is alive, and he's in heaven. The Bible says he's going to come back, but he offers forgiveness for anybody who would believe in him, for anybody who would turn away from their sins. That's repentance and trust in him. Anyone. And he went through that. He suffered for our sake because of his love for us. Why am, I, why am I saying all that? That has nothing to do with engagement. The reason why I want you to hear that and I want you to know that, because everything I'm about to say tonight means nothing. It means nothing unless you first understand the most beautiful truth in the whole world. It's irrelevant to you if you don't first grasp that. That's why we're here. And that, that right there is what dominates everything else in our life. And so we've been talking about relationships, right? Not as something that is one area of our lives, but then this whole Jesus thing is this separate area. No, we're talking about, hey, what it means to be a follower of Jesus, what it means to trust and follow Christ as our Lord and Savior. It means that in every aspect of your and my life, we let him be over it. We let him be in control of it. We say, Lord, what do you want 
to do? What would you have me do in this area of my life or in my sports, in my school or in my jobs or in my relationships, in everything? And so tonight, that is what we are going to look at. We're not looking at engagement and relationships or who you should marry as this separate thing. But we're just looking at this as one of the many areas that God should have a say in in our lives. Because he knows best. Because he loves us. Because he's all-powerful and he's all-knowing. And so I don't want it to be my words or just my opinion that you hear. I want you to see from God's word what it says about, about all of this stuff. So we're going to talk about engagement tonight. Um, really quick, I want to show, I want to, I want to give you a little peek into a moment of my life. Uh, this here is a pretty special moment of my life. That's my beautiful wife now, Brianna. Um, that looks like a really lovely, perfect, uh, everything went smooth picture. Actually, it was it was pretty awful. So. When I asked my now wife, when I asked her to marry me, um, I, I, was, I was so cool. I was like, this is going to be easy. The whole time, weeks leading up to it, I was like, okay, I'll take her out to dinner. I'll take her to this spot where we see the sunset. And then, boom, I'll just ask her to marry me. Like, that's easy. No problem. Like, I, I got this, right? Well, fellas, here's what happens. Here's what happens. You think it's all good, you're in the, and you're going through the day, and then you get in the moment, and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to, you can't even think straight. I'm like, what am I going to do? And so I had this dilemma, right, I, I couldn't decide with her ring whether or not I wanted to um, just put it in my pocket by itself. I was like, oh, I'm going to lose it. I don't know what I should do. Or should I put it in a box? I keep it in the box and, you know, do the whole, oh. Okay, I decided no to both of those. I was like, if I put it in a box, my pocket's going to be like this. Can't do that. So I said, this is a no-brainer. Get some toilet paper, wrap it up really tight around the ring, and then I'll just, I can't lose, it won't, it won't get lost. So long story short, this here with me right there before her like that was after about two minutes of me trying to unravel and I haven't asked her yet, but she knows what's coming, and I'm, like, trying not to make eye contact with her. Um, anyways, it was really bad, but I, I, honestly, I, I want y'all to know my wife, my wife is the best. She's a sweetheart. Um, I'm so thankful for her, and um, she's so supportive of me. And, and I want all of y'all, I know this is a season of your life, right, where that seems like miles away. Doesn't that seem like forever away? Well, I want y'all to know something. Hey, he's ready. Ladies, you better watch out. I want y'all to know something. I want y'all to know something. Tonight, tonight, we're going to talk, we're going to look at, and we're going to talk about who you should say yes to. Fellas, I want to talk to you very specifically about what kind of girl you should propose to. Ladies, I'm going to talk to you very specifically tonight in, in love for you to say what kind of guy you should say yes to. 
Marriage is such a gift. It is a beautiful gift. God gave us marriage, and it is the best. But it is also something that can be really, really hard. Some of you in here, maybe have, you've witnessed that firsthand with your family. Marriage can either be wonderful or it can be hard. And I want to talk to you really quick about this engagement. Like, what is this weird engagement time? Like, it's not marriage, but it, it's like a little more serious than dating. What, what is engagement? Um, there's a lot of misconceptions about it. Some people think engagement is like, oh, that's the time to move in together. Well, no. Some people think engagement is like, well, you're pretty much married, so just stay engaged for 20 years or something like that. Like, no, that's, that's not it either. You're not, you're not married. Um, it has nothing, it, it's in no way is married. When my wife said yes to me, shockingly, um, really what just happened, it was just a season of life where now we got we to gotta get our affairs in order for wedding day. Like, we got to do all the, a, a ton of wedding planning. We got to do, um, we got to get a place to live. Like, I got to have all these affairs in order. My wife needs to pick a billion different things about what color plates she wants for the wedding and stuff like that. Very important. Very, very important stuff. But I want to talk to y'all about, again, about who, who you should go through this process with, who you should say yes to, girls, and guys, who you should Get yourself in that super uncomfortable place to propose to. And it does matter to you. Right now, they say divorce is about 50%. Aside from choosing to lay your life down and follow Jesus, who you choose to marry, who you choose to say yes to, by far the most important decision of your life. And believe it or not, it doesn't matter if you're in sixth grade or if you're a senior, this is very applicable to you right now. Like in your current place of life, decisions you make, habits you form, actually are going to affect that. It's actually going to make a difference. And I want you to see, I want you to see what's so important. Do you know how many years it takes a doctor? Anybody know how many years it takes somebody to become a doctor? I think it's 12 yeah, I think it's 12 years. You know, if you want to go be a doctor, you go do it. But just know it's, it's 12 years of preparation time. Think about that. Oh, that's a pretty important job. Well, I want to tell all of you tonight that the time that it takes for you to prepare for marriage is a long time. I'm not going to put a number on it, but I do know that preparing for marriage, preparing to be a husband, guys, Ladies, for you to prepare to be a wife, it is a long process, one that you should now begin. It's important, and we're ready. The decisions you make right now are going to affect that. All right, if you have a Bible, open up to the book of Ephesians. Open up to the book of Ephesians. Ladies, I'm going to talk to you first tonight. I'm going to share with you... Um, briefly about who you should say yes to. Fellas, I encourage you to listen very closely. I would if I was a middle schooler, if I was a high schooler. Ladies, who should you say yes to when this time comes? There's a few things that I want to walk you through, things that I want to share with my daughter one day that, are, that I, I really want us to hear 
tonight. The first thing I want you to see, overall, we want to say yes, we, not we, you want to say yes to a godly man. We know marriage is for life. Next week we're going to talk more details about marriage. But who do we want to say, who do you want to say yes to? A godly man that you want to spend the rest of your life with. Now, what do I mean by godly? I don't mean perfect. My wife doesn't have a perfect husband. I have a really awesome and amazing wife. I'll say that. But we're not perfect. We're not perfect, so when I say a godly man and a godly woman, I am not talking about perfection. I want you to understand that, but I am talking about a maturity. So here's the first thing I want you to hear, ladies. Who should you say yes to? First thing, please, please, when the time comes, say yes to a man who really walks with Jesus. Say yes to a man who really walks with Jesus. Everybody say, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap cheap. When the time comes, listen, and this is true for you guys too. Don't listen to somebody's words. Hey, I'm a Christian. Oh, cool. We can, we can date. No, 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 no. I encourage you. I challenge you. Look at people's lives. Look at how they live. Look at what they do. Does their life show that they are a true follower of Jesus? It breaks my heart. Y'all are, y'all are young right now. But listen, I've had conversations with people who are older who realize, wow, my, this person I'm married to is not a Christian. I thought they were. They said they were, but they're not. First thing, say yes to a man who walks with Jesus. You should see it in their life. Do they walk with Jesus? The second thing I want you to see, say yes to a man who loves God's design for marriage. God has a certain design for marriage. Say yes to a man who loves that design. I don't know about y'all, but God knows more than I do. He knows more than you do. And one day, when this time comes, and we decide how we want to do marriage or who we want to spend our lives with, this is a big deal. Ephesians 5.25, it says this to husbands. Fellas, listen very closely. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. What is your role as a husband? Your role as a husband is to love your wife. When I say love, I don't mean just mushy, gushy feelings. I'm not talking just emotions. I'm talking about a lifestyle of honoring this person. A lifestyle of laying yourself down for her good. That's what I'm talking about. It compares this to how Jesus loves the church. How does Jesus love the church? He died for the church. He laid down his life for those who will come to know him. That's what Jesus did. That is the the parallel that the Bible says a husband is to love his wife in the same way. Look for a man who understands that. When he says, I love you, ask him, what does he mean? If he doesn't understand what the Bible says about love, he doesn't understand. Third thing I want you to see. Say yes to a man who is prepared to lead. This is a big one, ladies. Say yes to a man who is prepared to lead. 
to lead. Joshua 24, 15, uh, listen to what this says. This is Joshua speaking in the Old Testament times way long ago, and he's speaking to all the Israelites. And here's what he says to this whole mass of people. He says this, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Fellas, you are called to leadership. If you are going to be a husband, you need to be prepared to lead. I'm not talking about mean. I'm not talking about domineering. I'm not talking about controlling. I'm talking about humble leadership here. This leadership that we are going to, as a household, me and my wife, I can say, we, we are going to serve the Lord. I'm going to fail. And she knows that. And she sees that often. But we are going to serve the Lord. That, that is the leadership that, guys, you, are, you need to prepare for now. How can, we be a, how can I be a better leader? What can I start doing right now to prepare to lead? Think about that. It says that this guy, Joshua, he didn't go with the rest of the crowd. He says, hey, y'all may choose to go serve these other gods, but I and my household, we're going to serve the Lord. So what, what does that look like for a man? It looks like, hey, regardless of the crowd, to be a leader is to go against the grain. Some of y'all, I should say all of y'all are making these little decisions in your life right now. You're making these little decisions in your schools and the people you're around. Am I going to be a leader or am I just going to go with the crowd? Ladies, look for a man who is prepared to lead. Fourth thing I want you to see, ladies, say yes to a man who is a hard worker. Who is a hard worker? Colossians 3, 23, this is what Paul says. He says, whatever you do. Work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Ooh, guys, are you a hard worker? Are you a hard worker? In the small things, do you work as if you're working for the Lord? This is applicable for schools. This is applicable for a team you're on, your commitments that you're in. A guy should be a hard worker. Ladies, look for a hard worker when the time comes. Last thing I want you to see, last thing I want you to see, uh, say yes, say yes to a strong man. What do I mean by that? Blake, you don't look really strong. Uh, something's off here. When I say strong man, uh, I'm not talking about big, bulky, diesel like uh, Security Larry out here. Um, who is the man? Don't mess with him. Uh, but... When I say strong, I'm talking about something, I'm talking about something different. And, and, and this isn't, again, it's not my words. Look at what 1 Corinthians says. 1 Corinthians 16, 13, it says this. Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. All right, Blake, if that's not talking physical strength, what is that talking about? A guy should be strong in the faith. That is something that a guy should value. I need to be strong in the faith. I'm a leader, so I need to be strong. I can't go with the crowd. I need to be strong. I need to stand firm. That is what, that is what a guy is called to. There's a certain extent of bravery, fellas. 
strong in the faith, strong mentally. The Bible says, man, you're the protector of the home. Ladies, look for a strong man. Listen, a six-pack and strong biceps is useless on a coward. Fellas, fellas and and ladies, I, I mean that. It's funny, but it's also serious. Like, 35 years from now, when Layla gets out of the house, um, he better be strong. I'm not talking physically. I mean, he better be a rock. I was at the James River the other day up in Richmond. I went to see my friend, and it was cool. The James River is just flowing. You see the water gushing. Uh, You can hear the white water. Like, it's actually really cool. And there's these big rocks. And all the water is just flowing, but these rocks, which are sticking out of the water, they just don't budge. They're not budging. Like the whole pattern, everything is going one direction, but the rocks are just steady. That is the kind of strength that I'm talking about. Firm in your faith. Firm in your faith. That is what I'm talking about. All right. Guys, are you ready to hear about who I would encourage you to propose to? Some of you say, no, no. All right, hey, I want you to hear this. Fellas, I want, same encouragement, I want to encourage you, I want to encourage you to look for a godly woman who you want to spend the rest of your life with. Again, this is all down the road. That's our strong encouragement. All of this that I'm saying is down the road, but it requires preparation now. Okay, what kind of, what kind of woman, what kind of woman should you look for? What What does that mean? First thing, first thing, does she walk with Jesus? It's the same thing for the guys. Fellas, look for someone who actually walks with Jesus. Again, you see it in her life. I remember when I first met my wife, it was like, I felt like I had to keep up with her. Like in her walk with Jesus, I'm saying. I felt like I had to keep up with her. Here's what I mean. She wasn't going to church because of me. Like she did not need me at all, it seemed. I felt like, good gracious, I got to really, I got I to gotta, I gotta run after her because she is running after Jesus. I have got to keep up. That's what it was like. That's what I'm encouraging you to look for. Look for someone who follows Jesus and you see that in their life. Not do they go to church because, because of you, but do they go to church because they love to worship Jesus? Do they open up God's word because they love to know more about God? Do they want to live their lives for God? Look for that. That is valuable. That is precious. Proverbs 31.30 says this. Listen to this. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. That means meaningless. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. A woman who fears the Lord, a woman who acknowledges God, a woman who trusts God, who follows after him, that is a precious thing. That is a valuable thing. That is a desirable thing. The second thing I want you to look for, i got to move, is say, not say yes. Fellas, don't say yes. You propose. The second thing I want you to look for is look for a woman who loves God's design for marriage. Does she love God's design for marriage? Ephesians 5, 22 to 24 I read to you the verse after this that said that what it said about husbands. Here's what it says about wives. 
Verse 22, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Well, you say that's a, that's, a hard, that's a hard verse to understand. Again, when we talk about leadership in the home, we're not talking about a guy is the king. But there is a certain, there's, there is a certain aspect where a guy is, is to be respected in the home and a, and a wife who is equal with the husband. Man and woman are made in God's image, equal before God. And we see these different roles in marriage. And so this here is what the Bible says is the wife's role is to come under the husband, to trust him and follow him. That doesn't mean he's perfect. That doesn't mean she has to obey everything he says. But it means that he he is respected in the home. Fellas. In a girl, do you see a tendency to dominate? Do you see it, and I'm speaking to the guys right now, do you see a tendency in, in this person down the road to, to control everything? Be careful. Be careful. She needs to, de- to love God's design for marriage. Last thing. Last thing I want you to see, and then we're going to wrap up. Propose, guys, propose to a modest woman. Proposed to a modest woman. 1 Timothy 2.9, listen to what it says. God's word, not my word. Uh, Likewise also that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel, with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair, gold, or pearls, or costly attire. Modesty is not just dress. It's not just what we wear. It's more than that. But I do want you to know this. Like when I first, when I first saw um, Brianna, when I um, went putting with her, that was our first date. There you go. Um, when I went on that date, there was something that I saw that was beautiful to me. She was modest. She was modest. She was modest in her clothing. Like her clothing wasn't looking for. She wasn't looking to get guy attention with the way she dressed. And that was beautiful to me. Ladies, some of you need to hear that. Your value and your worth is all based on who God made you. You are, a, you are made in God's image. I don't know if anybody's ever told you this, but your worth, ladies, is not dependent even slightly on the attention you get from guys. God looks at you and he sees his beautiful creation. Your worth is not in those things. Not just in the way we dress, though. But modesty, look for modesty, guys, in the way she speaks, in the way she acts. How does she behave? How does she interact with her friends? Is she loving? Is she kind? Is she, is she gentle? How does she act? So, so listen, these are three things I want you to consider. But what does this mean for you now? What do we take away from this now? Great, wonderful, we just talked about what we should look for um, in a guy. We talked, ladies, about what you should look for in a guy, and guys, what you should look for in a girl. But what does this mean for you right now? I want you to take this in today and hear this. Fellas, what can you do right now 
preparation for marriage, preparation for that day starts right now. Ask your fathers. Ask your dad. Ask a man in your life who you know follows the Lord. Ask him to help you now. Middle schoolers, you are not too young for this. Ask ask a man who walks with Jesus to teach you how to be a godly husband. Ask him that. Study God's word. Be in God's word. Focus on God's word. Your future wife will be so thankful you did, even right now. Study God's word. Work hard in everything you do, guys. Fellas, work hard in school. Work hard in your classes. Work with integrity. Do your job with integrity. Work hard. That is a valuable thing. That is something that God desires for me and for you. Ladies, pursue what the Bible says a woman is. Pursue those things. Ask your mom. Ask a woman who follows Jesus to help you, to teach you. Who can you ask? Who can you talk to to teach you what it means to follow Jesus? Study God's word. Follow the Lord. Pursue the Lord. I want y'all to be spared of so much heartache that so many people go through. And I want you to know, too, that that preparation starts now. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm going to pray. And we're going to be out of here. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you, God, for every person here. I thank you so much, God, that you, who are above everything, have given us your word, that you have not allowed us to just be down here with no clue as to what we should do or how we should live or who we should look for in a spouse. But you have revealed to us so much truth in your word because of your love for us, God. Please help us. Please help us, Lord, in our daily lives. Please keep us, God, from from relationships that would only harm us, from relationships that would only pull us away from you. Help us to honor you in everything that we do, not to earn your love, God, I pray that none of us in here would think that we have to or even that we can earn your love. But I pray, Lord, that we would simply look to Jesus, that we would look and see how much you love us because you offered to us your only son and you offered him up to die for us. If there is anyone here who doesn't know you, Lord, I pray that you would allow us to know you, allow us to see you, allow us, Lord, allow them to believe in you as Lord and Savior. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.